Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is Brad Kearns. Realize that anytime you turn on an artificial light source after it's dark in your environment, you are creating an offense, an affront to your genetic function. It's time to be all that you can be in 23, starting with a cold plunge to get a natural boost in energy. Focus, discipline, and resilience. The plunge can provide you with all that brilliance. This is the ultimate home cold water therapy experience. A sleek, slick, custom-designed unit that gives you ready access to a cold bath of clean, filtered, circulating water that you can set to your desired temperature. Don't fool around lugging bags of ice from the supermarket for once-in-a-while action. Get the plunge so you will actually stick with your protocol and enjoy it. Visit thecoldplunge.com to learn all about this sensational product and the benefits of therapeutic cold water exposure. They'll deliver a plunge to your home for free, and then you have easy, simple setup, regular plug-in, and you're off and running. I set mine to 39. I don't spend a lot of time, but the experience is prime, and I'm focused and energized for a fantastic day and more resilient against all other forms of stress in life. Take the plunge, people, and also check out their new Rebounder Mini Trampoline to pair with plunging and optimize lymphatic function. It's all at thecoldplunge.com, and you can't lose with their generous 30-day money-back guarantee and special discount for BRAD podcast listeners using the code BRAD, thecoldplunge.com. Breather show. Miami, in the place where I come, let go. Miami, the base and the sunset low. Every day like a Mardi Gras. Everybody party all day, no work, I'll play, okay? So we sip a little something, later rest the spill. Me and Charlie at the bar, running up a hot bill. Nothing less than ill when we dress to kill. Every time the ladies pass, they be like, I will. All ages and races, real sweet faces. Every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican, black, white, Cuban, and Asian. And we came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. Every time I come to town, they be spotting me. In the drop, Bentley, ain't no stopping me. So cash in your dough and flow to this breather show. Okay, okay, let's get to it. Let's talk about sleep. The most important thing ever. The number one health priority because your diet and exercise goals will go in the tank if you don't get sufficient sleep. Everybody nods their head. Everybody knows this. And why is it such a wide spread problem with chronic sleep deficiency identified in the modern population. Why? Why does this happen? Why can't we unplug from the excess of artificial light and digital stimulation after dark? That's my own personal characterization as the number one health offense of modern society probably up there in a dead tie with the crappy modern processed foods of refined carbohydrates and vegetable oils. But this artificial light and digital stimulation after dark is such an offense to our genes and our health because for two and a half million years, humans and all other life forms on the planet Earth have evolved to be tightly regulated, highly regulated, 
hormonal and genetic function by circadian rhythm, the light and dark cycles on the planet. An assortment of hormonal and genetic functions are highly attuned to the light and dark cycles. So, when it got dark for the past two and a half million years, we got sleepy, we toned things down, we wound down, and we facilitated a wonderful, restful night's sleep accordingly. Now, Dark is when we make it dark, when we turn off the light or close the screen. So we've completely confused our genes and disengaged from the powerful force of the rising and setting of the sun. So that's the first objective in my estimation, my recommendation, is to minimize artificial light and digital stimulation after it gets dark in your area. Yes, this means that in the winter months, you're going to have much more downtime, much more darkness in your life, much more sleeping hours than you might in the summer when the sun is up, especially if you're in the northern latitudes and you can enjoy long days, more energy, all kinds of summer adventures, especially the Scandinavians, Canadians, Alaskans that maximize that summer opportunity because winters are so dark and cold. And boy, this is how to live as a human. So, if you're near the equator and there's not much difference, we still want to have these dark, quiet, mellow evenings after the sun goes down. Realize that anytime you turn on an artificial light source after it's dark in your environment, you are creating an offense, an affront to your genetic function, especially the concept of dim light melatonin onset. This is what happens. Uh, the hormones take action when it gets dark. A couple hours after it gets dark, you start to get sleepy. The melatonin floods your bloodstream. That's the familiar sleep hormone that gives you that sensation of sleepiness. And by the way, melatonin is a powerful agent that affects something like 84 other critical health and restoration functions. It's not just making your eyes sleepy so that you rub them and fall asleep. But when we interfere with dim light melatonin onset, we are compromising adequate rest and restoration, compromising peak brain function, physical performance and recovery, uh, fat metabolism, all those things. Let's get into some tips and stats to cover Brad's blather, huh? Okay. Matthew Walker from UC Berkeley had a fantastic appearance on the Joe Rogan podcast in 2018. Couple million views on YouTube. Hail to the podcast world. Can you believe that? I mean, that's more viewers than the National Evening News, 60 Minutes, the top-rated shows on Nielsen. Great stuff, unfiltered. That's the beauty of the podcast medium. You can consume it conveniently. And thank you for listening to this show. So, Dr. Walker, neuroscientist, getting in deep to the sleep scene. You know, one insight he mentioned that was really funny is that half of the brain doesn't sleep deeply, doesn't sleep properly when we're away from home. So if you're one of those people that complains that you have a tough time in even the luxury hotel room that's nice and quiet and dark and cool, it's sort of this genetic mechanism like threat detection that your awareness is heightened when you're away from the comfortable environment of home. And that's possibly why you're not sleeping well, despite everyone's measures to uh, make things perfect for your sleep. 700 genes are distorted when you sleep for six hours a night for a week straight. And we talk about these uh, 
recommended hours that are bantered around by everyone. Usually you hear that eight hours sleep is the optimal. Uh, you often hear that seven hours sleep is the minimum for humans. I love the book Lights Out, Sleep, Sugar, and Survival by Formsby and Wiley, and they talk about this circadian rhythm concept whereby eight hours of sleep is a recommended optimum in the summertime, but in the wintertime, you might need up to nine and a half hours because you have shorter days and longer nights. So your sleep requirement will vary over the course of the year if you're away from the equator, obviously. Uh, secondly, it will definitely indeed vary by the level of physical and mental exertion you output during the day. Uh, my great show with Joel Jameson, uh, the recovery model of uh, training, where the more work you do, the harder you work, the harder you need to recover, and the more energy you need to devote to recovery. And that would also include hours of sleep. So let's say, for example, there's a big-time triathlete out there training for the Ironman, and they up their training from an average of 10 hours a week over the winter-spring up to 20 hours a week in the summer. Congratulations, probably overtraining, but we'll talk about that on different shows. But if you're training more hours per week, you also need to increase your sleep hours per week accordingly. I referenced during my time as a professional triathlete during that nine-year period when I was traveling around the world and training really hard to the maximum of my energetic output, I was asleep for half that time. So for that nine-year period, I routinely slept 10 hours every single night and took a two-hour nap almost every afternoon. And believe me, if I missed that little nap, I was feeling it, I was cranky. If the line was too long at the DMV or the library or whatever, uh, and I missed my nap time, oh, poor guy, had a, a compromised swim workout in the evening hours. Um, but it's pretty big time when you're working really hard and pushing yourself really hard. Those are the type of people, the category of people that often find their sleep compromised, and it absolutely does not add up to a complete equation. If you work hard and play hard, you need to sleep more. 700 genetic functions are distorted if you compromise on your sleep. Uh, what about those all-stars that need less sleep? Well, there has been some science discovery of this DEC2 gene whereby certain members of the population can function optimally on less sleep than others. Uh, the experts believe this is only about 5% of the population that can manage on a routine of six hours of sleep. Uh, Dr. Walker says that it's only 1% that has this rare genetic experience where they can uh, thrive on a five to six hour uh, sleep average because of their genetics. And gee, I guess these people probably know who they are because they wake up refreshed and energized and feeling great and don't have energy lulls during the day despite not getting a lot of sleep. On the other hand, I would venture to guess that there's probably a larger percentage of the population that believes they have this DEC2 gene mutation where they can get by on less sleep. They argue that they're one of those people, but they're not really, and they're cutting corners and experiencing compromised function and possibly long-term health consequences that aren't playing out immediately because they're locked into fight-or-flight patterns where they're just burning the candle on both ends, as they say, and will come pay the price when they hit 
age 45 or age 55 or age 65. That doesn't sound like a fair trade or a good deal to me. And oh, if you're one of those people that doesn't get enough sleep, but is really good at nodding off at a moment's notice, these are called micro-sleeps, and Dr. Walker observes that these may not be very healthy. Uh, I'm not talking about someone who can uh, close their eyes on an airplane and crash out for an hour and be expert at napping, because I'm one of those people. I've trained myself to become expert at napping. Uh, especially when I get on an airplane, I put the blindfold on and I sleep very well on airplane flights. And I think it helps me manage the effects of jet lag. Uh, I'm talking about those people that will nod off uh, at their desk during a meeting or have a uh, five-minute cat nap where they woke up and don't even realize they fell asleep. Uh, Walker reports that oftentimes these happen behind the wheel uh, with deadly consequences. So micro-sleep experiences might mean that you are deficient. Here's some more gnarly stats, 25% increase in heart attack due to insufficient sleep. Uh, Dr. Walker mentioned Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan, those two world leaders reigning around the same time, famous for their short sleep habits, and also both contracting Alzheimer's and having a disappointing demise. So there is an association with increased Alzheimer's risk and insufficient sleep. Whew. How about this one? 170% increase in surgical errors by surgeons getting by on six hours of sleep or less. 168% increase in car accidents uh, with medical residents driving home after long stints at the hospital. And here's another shocking stat from Walker when he said, one in 20 residents kill a patient for a fatigue-related error. I shared that with my sister, who happens to run a residency program for family physicians at a county hospital, and also my friend Dr. Stephen, family physician, number one podcast show fan. We're going to do a future show with him, recapping his favorite shows on the Get Over Yourself podcast. And they called royal bullshit immediately on that, that there's no way one in 20 residents are killing a patient because they didn't get enough sleep. So somehow that got lost in translation or sensationalized, but it definitely doesn't sound realistic. So the inflammatory stats aside, I think the point is well taken that residents have a really tough grind. I know that they're making improvements to the horrifying stories uh, of old times where the residents were really were working around the clock until they collapsed and got a few hours of sleep and got back doing it. That's not the type of uh, person that you want uh, presiding over a patient's health. Because, back to the Walker show, uh, if you have four hours of sleep, you are classified as legally drunk. Your decline in function is to that extent. Oh, if you're dieting and trying to lose weight, but you lack adequate sleep, you are in big trouble. And this is a super important concept for all the people in the primal paleo keto low carb scene trying really hard to restrict carbohydrate intake according to keto guidelines and get under 50 grams a day or try to get even into the primal zone where you're cutting out the grains and sugars and the quick energy foods. But if you are sleep deprived, you'll lose weight if you restrict calories and go on a strict diet, but it will be 70% lean body mass and not body fat. The body becomes stingy with its fat stores when you are sleep deprived. 
Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. What's up, mofo? Let's talk about testosterone and a high-potency animal organ supplement developed with my friends at ancestralsupplements.com called Male Optimization Formula with Organs. Mofo, it's designed to boost your natural internal testosterone production and enhance the nutrient density of your diet. This is a huge issue because T levels are getting trashed today to the tune of an average 1% decline per year since the 1980s. Gentlemen, we are in decline towards flabby, floppy Mr. Softies thanks to many overly stressful modern lifestyle influences, and it's time to fight back. MOFO contains freeze-dried testicle, prostate, heart, liver, and bone marrow sourced from 100% grass-fed New Zealand cattle, honoring the ancestral tradition of like supports like, scientifically validated today, where when you consume the proteins, peptides, enzymes, cofactors, and molecular biodirectors contained in these organs, it is believed to nourish the corresponding organs and systems in your body. I also offer a comprehensive lifestyle program called the MoFo Mission and a free ebook at bradkerns.com MoFo, and you can save 10% when you order direct at ancestralsupplements.com using the code KERNS. 
Furthermore, sleep deprivation will trend you back in the direction of carbohydrate dependency. Your body will suck at burning fat and be more likely to crave sugar and quick energy foods when you are not getting enough sleep. So especially if you're in the diet, weight loss ambitions, sleep is number one before you even fool around with diet. Important stat. How about males trying to preserve or optimize their testosterone levels, which is everything as you get into the advanced decades in your 40s, 50s, 60s, trying to hang on as best you can to some semblance of masculinity and peak performance. Men who sleep five to six hours a night have testosterone levels of men 10 years their senior. You just chopped a decade off of your potential just because you don't sleep enough. Testosterone and the optimization of the other sex hormones and stress hormones, much of that happens at night while you're restoring and re-energizing and rejuvenating. And speaking of testosterone, we usually think of it in the narrow reference of that male aggression, uh, that kind of characterization. But as Ashley Merriman, future podcast guest, details so beautifully in her book, Top Dog, testosterone is associated with peak performance, all manner of peak performance, including Uh, enhance cognitive function for problem-solving things that are not necessarily related to aggression. Testosterone makes you better at whatever you are doing at the time, was the brilliant quote from Ashley that I may have uh, distorted a little bit, but it was an interesting insight detailed in that book, Talk Dog. There's the article in Scientific American that will be included in the show notes, quoting a Dr. Tafti from Switzerland, who speculates that if you want to sleep fewer hours, you need to sleep more efficiently with more intense REM states, rapid eye movements, that's the dream state. So if you have intense, vivid dreams, that's a sign that you're really sleeping well, And Dr. Tafti believes that this might be happening in those people that have the DEC2 mutation, where they're just getting super high quality sleep, happens to be for fewer hours. And, oh man, what a bummer to read that, because I never remember my dreams for some reason. So I must be one of those people that needs more hours to get the job done than people like Mia Moore who sleep like a rock and wake up with fewer hours feeling great. Okay, whatever it takes to get it right. Uh, We're going to talk about the optimal environment later. The Scientific American article also suggests that sleep deprivation can rewire your emotional circuitry, with Dr. Walker adding that almost all psychiatric disorders show some problems with sleep. Reflect on that for a moment. That's pretty heavy. I wonder if the converse is true. That is, if you're sleeping well, you're going to be protected from a psychiatric disorder? I don't know. Uh, Quote from Walker, The medial prefrontal cortex is the policeman of the emotional brain. It makes us more rational. That top-down inhibitory connection is severed in the condition of sleep deprivation. The amygdala seems to be able to run amok. People in this state seem to experience a pendulum of emotions going from upset and annoyed to giddy in a short time. I think we may start to think about a new potential function for sleep. 
it does actually prepare our emotional brains for next day social and emotional interactions. End quote from Walker. Peter Atia, my second podcast episode guest and now host of the wonderful The Drive podcast, did a show on sleep, quoting a study from Eve Van Couter, 2012, uh, saying that four days of sleep restriction, where you go down to four and a half hours per night, resulted in an insulin-resistant state in fat tissue in healthy adults. Now, you can get insulin-resistant by eating poorly for a decade or two or three, but just four days of messing with your sleep puts you in that disastrous disease state that is identified by many health experts to be the number one problem in modern society, insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome markers, causing obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, cancer, in droves, in epidemic proportions, Paleo Magazine. Have you heard of that? They are a fine outfit, good distribution into health food stores. You can also order it to your door and be a true enthusiast of the paleo movement accordingly. So check it out. They had a great article on sleep recently. Uh, One of the mentions was that the main purpose of sleep is to detoxify the brain because metabolic byproducts accumulate during the day because you're working this thing so hard and it's a huge energy demand organ. Did you know that the brain only represents about 2 to 3% of your body weight? Uh, For me, it's 3.3. But anyway, this small portion of your total body weight burns up 20 to 25% of your daily calories. And as we know from basic elementary science that I flunked in middle school and high school, when you burn calories, you are producing oxidative stress just from burning energy, especially glucose. That's why keto people have better brain function, cleaner burning brain feel. But that's an aside. When you're burning energy and so much energy in the brain, a quarter of all your energy going on in the brain, you accumulate waste products from that intense caloric expenditure. Uh, Here's a quote from the Paleo Magazine article. During sleep, brain cells shrink by 60%, increasing the space between them so that the toxin buildup can be flushed out more effectively into the bloodstream and processed out by the liver and the kidneys. Get it? Because your brain's not working, you're finally closing your eyes and turning off for the night. That's when brain restoration occurs. So the shrinking of the cells, allowing the toxins to flow out, and then you wake up in the morning, take a leak, and your brain is clear and ready for more peak performance. Without sufficient sleep, this is quoting the article again, the toxins build up and cause trouble with cellular function, neurotransmitter firing, hormonal problems, and the big, bad, horrible inflammation in the brain. When you have inflammation in the brain, this is a precursor to cognitive disease states like Alzheimer's and dementia that are characterized, that are marked by inflammation in the brain. Are you scared straight yet to prioritize sleep? I know that I am because I don't want to experience that horrible fate of finishing off the journey of through life with cognitive decline. And increasing science is supporting the idea that these advanced rates of cognitive decline, Alzheimer's dementia, are strongly associated with 
a crappy diet, particularly consuming the sugars and grains that burn dirty in the body and not being adept at fat and ketone burning. And then secondly, by insufficient sleep, excess artificial light and digital stimulation after dark. It's no argument from any scientist that this pop-off who's hosting the show would say that you are shortening your lifespan when you don't get enough sleep. <sighs> More talky talk. Inadequate sleep worsens memory. And three different kinds of memory would be working memory, declarative memory, and procedural memory. It also hinders problem-solving decision-making and makes you more accident and error-prone. And the trippiest thing about it is because you're sleep-deprived, you don't realize your decline in cognitive function because you're a slacker all of a sudden and you can't tell that everything's taking more time and you're losing and misplacing more things. And oh, boy boy, that's one place where I really catch myself is that if I start doing goofy stuff and losing and misplacing too many things in the course of one day, I know something's off and I will take a step back and reflect and go, what's going on that I left my wallet in the shopping cart, made a U-turn, rushed back to the nugget market, ran in there and smashed my toe on the door frame. Oh, things are starting to add up. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know you know what I'm talking about. Those are times to check our ego at the door, realize we need to slow down. We're not the master of our destiny. We have to do built-in safeguards and strategies to make sure that we get enough sleep and don't screw things up by trying to do too much. Oh, how about that? Okay. Athletes do need more sleep due to the muscle damage caused by hard training. Uh, also, knowing that in many sports where this is important, just about every sport, when you are deficient in sleep, you mess up your reaction time and you have a dramatically increased risk of injury because you're not operating at peak uh, neuron firing in the brain and sinking in harmony and in the zone with your mind-body connection. So the magazine throws out 15 pretty cool tips. Let's go through them quickly and then wrap up this breather show before we uh, get cut off and miss the breather category because I promise these to be brief. Hey man, it's an important topic. So if you don't have time to listen to a show about sleep and get motivated and focused, wow, let's reprioritize. Yeah, here's 15 tips. Number one, make sleep a priority. Number two, get outside into direct sunlight during the day, especially first thing in the morning. Really interesting. This is recalibrating your circadian rhythm and hormonal function. So when you expose yourself to direct sunlight first thing in the morning, you are getting that optimal spike of serotonin, cortisol, and the other hormones that make you feel alive and awake and energized. And indeed, this will affect your ability to fall asleep gracefully later that evening. So direct sun first thing in the morning. Also, exercising and keeping moving throughout the day will help with the aforementioned dim light melatonin onset. I'm pleased to present B-Rad grass-fed whey protein isolate superfuel, the absolute highest quality all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain Lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. 
Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the super fuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings, hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, there's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. <laughs> Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you, of course. It's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. In contrast, when you blast your eyeballs with light in the evening after dark, it will help with the spike of the prominent fight-or-flight stress hormone cortisol. And that will totally mess up dim light melatonin onset. And the spike of cortisol is associated with sugar cravings and being more likely to store those evening food binges as fat rather than burn it. Yes, evening light exposure, insufficient sleep spikes the prominent hunger hormone ghrelin and also dysregulates the signaling of the prominent satiety, fat storage, and reproductive hormone leptin. So when your leptin signaling is messed up, you tend to eat more than you need and store it as fat. And when ghrelin is spiked, you tend to have that appetite that often is discovered uh, late at night. I talk about 
my brother uh, often with this anecdote where he told me that he's eating pretty well. He's in the nice paleo groove with his wife, making good meals. He says his one remaining problem is that uh, every night at 11 o'clock, he has a strong desire to hit a bowl of cereal while he's uh, finishing up his emails or watching a show, whatever he's doing. He's like, how can I get, you know, how can I get this handled? It's so disappointing. And I said, I have an absolute foolproof guarantee that you'll never do that again. Go to sleep at 10 o'clock. Okay, back to the list from the magazine article. Uh, Make sleep a priority. Get outside to direct sun. Exercise during the day. Make sure that your evenings are dark, calm, and quiet. Manage stress effectively. Cortisol and melatonin have that antagonistic relationship. Manage your insulin production by consuming a diet low in refined carbohydrates. High insulin production dysregulates all manner of hormonal function, especially the sleep hormones and the uh, fat metabolism hormones. Uh, We also talk about using caffeine only in the morning hours because when you have caffeine near bedtime, it blocks the sleep signal transmitted by adenosine, which is a protein waste product that accumulates over the day. Ooh, interesting. So when your adenosine levels are high, I imagine you're getting tired and ready for a period of restoration. But if you hit a little caffeine and override that, that is going to... Uh, throw off the natural, graceful pattern of getting the rest that you need. Uh, As far as the sleep environment, commonly cited guidelines for your bedroom is that you want this thing totally dark. No nightlights, no LED admissions. Get blackout curtains. Make sure that it's a completely dark environment. Otherwise, your brain will be tricked into thinking that it's light. Remember, our human genes are not used to any form of blue light after the sun sets. So it has to be dark. It has to be quiet. If it's not perfectly quiet, get a noise-canceling machine like an air purifier or an app on your phone, anything that makes consistent noise that will block out the barking dogs or the occasional honking horn, the disruptive noise. So noise canceling machines, fantastic. I have a nice air purifier and deionizer going all the time. Make sure the temperature trends on the cool side rather than the warm side. Same with using too many blankets. The body temperature is supposed to drop in preparation for sleep. So if you're wearing warm pajamas and under a ton of covers and turning up the heat because you're a little uncomfortable at night, try to trend down to a lower temperature experience that will facilitate a good night's sleep. That's why I will take a cold plunge at night. And then head straight to bed afterward because the lowering of the body temperature uh, due to the cold plunge will facilitate a good night's sleep. We want your sleep environment to be clutter-free and simple and tidy. No paperwork, no work environment of any kind, junk mail, piles of stuff to do, unfinished home improvement projects, none of that stuff. It has to be simple and spartan and tidy. We want your brain to associate the bed, the bedroom, with two activities only, as Spicy Paleo Magazine coughs up during their article. Indeed, we want to make sure that you associate the bedroom with rest, relaxation, no digital screens in there, no catching up on work uh, on your laptop or your pad or your phone. Because doing so in a habitual manner might confuse the brain for the true purpose of the bedroom. The bedroom is a sanctuary. The bed is a sanctuary to get rest. 
Okay, so total darkness, quiet, maybe a noise-canceling machine, cold temperatures, tidy, simple, no clutter, no work, no screens. Remember Dr. Kelly Starrett saying that he sets himself up for success by making sure that he plugs his phone in outside the bedroom. Yes, if you're on call and you're a physician delivering babies, you get a free pass and you can have your phone at your bedside. But the rest of us, really? How about that for a success formula? Just unplug the charger plug it back in in the hallway, and that becomes your dock. And then finally, last but not least, the art of napping to dial in your total sleep experience. Naps are extremely valuable when you detect those declines in cognitive function that is a natural consequence of circadian rhythm. We all experience a circadian dip in the afternoon. Uh, The siesta cultures know this and close their shops and routinely have that downtime to align with our genetics and help us to return to our peak cognitive or physical tasks with more energy. Like the triathlete guy who slept two hours every afternoon, that enabled me to go out there and have a kick-ass swim workout that night, whereby having biked and run many miles for many hours over the course of the day, I might have been a little too tired without that nap to go throw down another workout. So whatever you're doing, if you notice even the slightest decline in peak cognitive function in the afternoon, you can discipline yourself to go take a 20-minute period of downtime. So many people tell me they can't fall asleep, they're terrible at napping, it just doesn't happen for them. That's fine. Just go into a quiet area, preferably dark, cool, the whole thing, but whatever you can do, even if it's your car in the parking lot in the shade, and take some downtime. You can close your eyes, you can turn on a raindrop app like Rainmaker Pro, and as soon as I turn that app on, I am programmed to fall asleep and have these wonderful 20-minute naps where I can return to work feeling a distinct improvement in my cognitive function, in my discipline against distraction, all those great things that seem to unwind when you don't don't give yourself any downtime. You don't give yourself regular movement breaks from sitting at the desk. You start to become less and less productive. So that wraps up a very long record-length breather show on sleep. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, you'll be inspired to prioritize this stuff. You're only as good or bad as your last sleep session. So go to bed early tonight. And speaking of keeping the environment as dark as possible in the evening... Guess what? Guess what's back in action? Vintage light bulbs, the old-time tungsten light bulbs with the orange filament visible inside. Thank you, Tanya Teshka, future podcast guest and author of Bordeaux Kitchen, for pointing this out. Went online, went over to Home Depot. These are so cool, and I think they're back due mainly to the fashion aspect because they look cool, they look retro, but they also dispense a wavelength of light that's on the orange-yellow spectrum. The filament inside lights up to be yellow rather than the highly offensive white, which is actually the blue light spectrum, and the flickering LED bulbs that are so popular now. So go find some vintage light bulbs and switch out the light bulbs in your house. If you're really bold and daring, you can go get the orange light bulbs, which are super fabulous and mellow, 
well. Uh, they often call them uh, bug light bulbs, you know, bug repellent, but those are found in any home supply store, as are orange or yellow tinted lenses. So the lenses must have UV protection. If so, they will block out a lot of the offensive blue light. Uh, you might be familiar with blue blockers as a popular uh, eyewear, but when you wear these after dark, it minimizes the offensive effects of uh, blue light spectrum, uh, light bulbs, screens, and so forth. So if you're up at night watching Netflix, doing whatever, at least wear some glasses. At least switch out some key light bulbs in your home to the vintage bulbs or the orange bulbs. Get one of those super popular salt lamps or use more candles. Or if you're going to read, instead of a big giant uh, lamp on, use one of those miner's lamps that you can wrap around your forehead and shine a small beam of light onto the book pages. And yes, reading a real book is vastly superior to looking at a screen. We just want to mellow the experience into our central nervous system. Remember, light hits the retina, goes into the SCN, suprachiasmatic nucleus, and sends a message that it's still daytime to our genes, suppressing melatonin, spiking cortisol, all that crazy stuff. So get your room, get your environment in the evening as dark as possible and you are on your way to becoming a sleep champion good luck thanks for listening it's time to be all that you can be in 23 starting with a cold plunge to get a natural boost in energy Focus, discipline, and resilience. The plunge can provide you with all that brilliance. This is the ultimate home cold water therapy experience. A sleek, slick, custom-designed unit that gives you ready access to a cold bath of clean, filtered, circulating water that you can set to your desired temperature. Don't fool around lugging bags of ice from the supermarket for once-in-a-while action. Get the plunge so you will actually stick with your protocol and enjoy it. Visit thecoldplunge.com to learn all about this sensational product and the benefits of therapeutic cold water exposure. They'll deliver a plunge to your home for free, and then you have easy, simple setup, regular plug-in, and you're off and running. I set mine to 39. I don't spend a lot of time, but the experience is prime, and I'm focused and energized for a fantastic day and more resilient against all other forms of stress in life. Take the plunge, people, and also check out their new Rebounder Mini Trampoline to pair with plunging and optimize lymphatic function. It's all at thecoldplunge.com, and you can't lose with their generous 30-day money-back guarantee and special discount for BRAD podcast listeners using the code BRAD, thecoldplunge.com. Hi, it's Brad to talk about ancestral supplements. Question for you, how's it going with the critically important health objective of consuming some of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet, namely bone marrow, collagen, and nose-to-tail organ meats like liver, heart, kidney, and more? Yeah, how's it going? Pretty poorly? How did I guess? I have to admit the same. I'm sorry, folks. I've known for a long time since Dr. Kate Shanahan and her wonderful book, Deep Nutrition, emphasized that this is a 
sorely missing element of the modern diet, but a huge part of the ancestral diet that made humans the healthy creatures that they are today. And now we have a fantastic and convenient solution from Ancestral Supplements because they make New Zealand-sourced bone, marrow, and nose-to-tail organ meats, liver, heart, kidney, pancreas, spleen, and more, delivered in simple, convenient gelatin capsules. Oh my gosh, I love this product, and I love what this company's all about. Go on their website, ancestralsupplements.com, read one of the most impactful and inspiring mission statements you'll ever see from a company. Listen to how they describe their product. Traditional peoples, Native Americans, and early ancestral healers believed that eating the organs from a healthy animal would strengthen and support the health of the corresponding organ in the individual. The traditional way of treating a person with a weak heart was to feed the person the heart of a healthy animal. Sound hokey to you? I'm sorry, but this is extremely well supported with scientific evidence confirming that these are the foods that our DNA evolved with and are sorely missing from the modern food supply. That's why Ancestral Supplement says that they're putting back in what the modern world has left out to return people back to strength, health, and happiness. And hey, if you're a clean living person that kind of doesn't like the idea of popping a bunch of synthetic vitamins in the name of health, going over to GNC and buying 12 bottles, this is an entirely different story. This is real food packaged conveniently so that you don't have to worry about your liver making skills or how to best cook a kidney. <laughs> Just swallow the pills, man. I throw them in my smoothie every morning. So I'm taking about four or five capsules of the various ancestral supplement products. I'm throwing down the beef organs, the beef liver, the bone marrow. There's so many other ones on their absolutely fabulous and educational website. Thanks for trying it. Ancestralsupplements.com. You will love it. 